Welcome to Honestly Haunted. Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. This week, we are off to the Garden State. Woo! Yay! I say woo about every state. It's true. (laughs) I have been to New Jersey. I have some family in New Jersey. I'm not very close to that family in New Jersey, so I haven't been there much, but I've been been camping there, which is relevant to what we're going to uh, be talking about as a little bit of a sneak peek. Indeed. Yes. So I I have never visited New Jersey, so I wasn't super familiar with like the topography, but apparently Northwestern New Jersey is home to very lush forests and pretty ideal spots for camping uh, and lots of outdoor, outdoor activities, outdoorsman activities, which honestly is not really my thing. (laughs) It is kind of my thing. I grew up camping um, and I grew up camping in a tent. So we were never an RV family, um, although I would love one now. <laughs> so if you have one lying around, you want to give, or, you know, just hit me up. But, her way. <laughs> but um, yeah, we grew up camping every single year, sometimes multiple times a year, and we would go with our tent. We usually went to campgrounds, so it's not exactly like we were completely roughing it. In fact, my parents loved all these sorts of like gadgets that they could get to make camping easier or just try out things like I remember we had this like cool toaster that was like a camping toaster (laughs) camping toaster just like just like different weird things but um but yeah you know I grew up camping and I loved it and I haven't been in a long time but I would love to go again I really do enjoy it I like being outdoors um I'm not like I'm not a sporty person, so I guess that's it doesn't always vibe with me. Like so, outdoor sport, like canoeing yeah. or hiking, not totally. Not but. yeah, not super into that. I I want to be into hiking, but I just know realistically I'll feel hot and tired. <laughs> but, but I really like camping, and I like relaxing in the outdoors in like a nice camping chair. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like camping. I'll go ahead and just put that out on blast. Well, good, <laughs> good for, for you. you. I I love that journey. For I you. love that journey for you. I'm glad you could speak your truth. But <laughs> no, I I don't like bugs. I don't like being sweaty. I don't like sleeping on the ground. I like hot showers. <laughs> And okay, some campgrounds <laughs> that I went to, like we, there was always a com- there was a communal bathroom, and they had showers, and I showered. We just had to walk to it. Ew. <laughs> I'm kidding. I I have been to camp. I have I have gone and camping. I haven't. I've never been to you've summer never, camp. You've been to church camp, Erin? No, I have not been to church camp. <laughs> oh, I've been, there's there's different church camp is. Sometimes so that's Do Catholics have church camp? You I tell me. That's a thing. <laughs> so it's weird. I've been to church camp, I've been to camp camp, and then I've been to like church camp camp. Like they're all different. <laughs> they're all different. Church camp is like usually like at a college campus well, or no wonder you hate camping, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, church camp is really fun. Church camp camp is like, okay, okay and camp sure. it just played is horrible. So sure. there's a hierarchy there. <laughs> church camp is awesome. Okay. So sure. like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Fine. We're just really going to go to bats over camping. Over <laughs> camping. My idea of camping is a beautiful cabin in the woods, fully stocked, 
with a hot tub. Beautiful view. I I grew up in the mountains. I grew up in Colorado. I love looking in the mountains. I love being in the mountains. And I will even go so far for Aaron to say, like, I like hiking. Like, I like being out in nature. But I'm going to sleep in a bed that's not on the ground. <laughs> and I'm going to shower in a hot shower like that's private. <laughs> no. My, at one point, again, talking about gadgets of camping, at one point, I remember my parents had this, like, cot that was basically like a bed. Like, yeah. it was it was more bed-like than cot-like yeah. that we put in our tent. It's not going to so. sell it for me, okay. though. Well, <laughs> so I guess I just won't invite you camping next time I go. Oh, oh no. I'm so oh, sad. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I, but I think the root of it all comes from... I've seen Blair Witch. I've seen Friday the 13th. I've seen Cabin in the Woods. Camping is for people who want to get murdered. I'm telling you. Well, I guess I, I guess I disagree. Since, <laughs> I, since I don't think I want to get murdered. Because you haven't been murdered. Um, it's yeah, basically it, it has not yet. been my experience as of yet. You have not been murdered yet. But I will give you that when when I watch those movies, and in fact when you and I went to see like the newest Blair Witch or something like not what however yes we saw it together was, yes I do remember us leaving saying camping is for people who want to die it so is. um so in those moments I'm with you but okay. overall not not always for that we can be on the same page yes. at least especially for today's episode yes. so regardless of how we feel about camping how you feel about camping we discovered a campground in Warren County, New Jersey, that did send some chills down our spines. Both of us. Yeah. This is the story of Camp Pockwary. Like, so if we're saying that wrong, if for like an, in people who live there, if that's pronounced wrong, so sorry, we're just going off of what a, a New York Times article told us <laughs> how it's pronounced. So the campus itself is known as the Pakori Scout Reservation, and it was in operation from 1925 to 1971, and it was home to hundreds of Boy Scouts throughout the summer months. The camp was built along the Delaware River, and it was the perfect spot for hiking, swimming, canoeing, and the like. I mean, it sounds great if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> Which we know Abby is not. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I mean, I'm not into some of those things, but anyway... <laughs> If you have ever been around a campfire in the middle of the woods, for some reason, this becomes the ideal time to tell ghost stories and to speculate about Bigfoot. To be fair, we always speculate about Bigfoot. Like, it doesn't matter. That's true. <laughs> when or where. Just all the time. We're just big fans. Yeah. Sasquatch. Say? Yeah. While I like nothing more than a good ghost story or a spooky local legend. Which is a good thing. It is. You know, since, that's why we're here. we do this. <laughs> the boys of Camp Pockery may have some of the best ones we have ever heard. The land around the camp is surrounded by abandoned mining shafts. Historically, it's said that Dutch settlers mined the area in the, in the 1650s. And during this time, there was great turmoil, as the indigenous people who originally owned the land were being forced out by European settlers, and bloody altercations were not uncommon between the two groups. Legend states that a conflict broke out between the natives and the settlers, and a young girl named Annie was hit in the neck with an axe. The axe was said to be... The axe was said to be lodged so deep between her neck and her shoulder that she didn't even bleed out, but died of shock. Oh, that's so gruesome. So, in our research, we couldn't find any definite dates of Annie's life or death, but the legend of Hatchet Annie was definitely alive and well among the campers of Pockery. Campers claim that Hatchet Annie walks through the camp at night with the axe still buried deep in her neck. 
The boys were warned about late night swimming or visiting the outhouse alone in the middle of the night because Annie would find her way to you in the dark. I got goosebumps just saying that. (laughs) While Annie might provide a good fright to someone in the middle of the night, she, according to legend, wouldn't harm the campers. However, another legend amongst the campers carried a far greater threat and warning to not be caught alone, not at night, but also during the day as well. Some call him a ghost, others just a man, but an entity known as Buck is said to stalk the campgrounds. Most of the reports we found claimed he was a hermit who lived in one of the abandoned mine shafts that surrounded the camp. Campers were warned that Buck would sneak into camp, find secluded and unaware campers, knock them out, and take them back to the mine where he would murder them. Some stories claimed that he was even a cannibal. We have two weeks in a two row, weeks in a row. Of cannibalism, and I'm not here for it. Yeah, you know, I won't stand for it anymore. I just, I just, I just don't need more cannibalism in my life. I'm set. <laughs> Some boys from the camp explored an abandoned mine shaft in the 1960s and claimed that they found human bones. That's why many people speculated that the camp was actually shut down. The government purchased the land from the township that owned the camp, and all of the buildings were torn down in 1971. All that's left today of the camp is the foundation of the old mess hall. The government claimed that the camp was closed to make way for a new dam development, but that dam was never built, and the old campsite remains abandoned to this day. While the land is not off-limits to public camping, Great effort has been taken to permanently close up the old mine shafts, which has us wondering why. These kinds of legends seem to permeate even to other camping grounds in the area. Camps Grice and Camp Roosevelt, which are not too far, are still operational camping grounds to this day, and they actually have a pretty interesting variation on the Hatchet Annie legend we wanted to share with you. So her legend for these other places goes that Annie was a witch who lived alone in the woods. One day, three boys came and burned down her house. Annie killed two of the boys with a hatchet, but one escaped. Parts of a burned-down house can be found on the Carlton Trail near Elmer, New Jersey. Many who visit the campsite claim the chimney, which is still intact, feels hot to the touch when you go near it, as if a fire was recently burning inside. And others claim that if you take a brick from the remaining house structure, Hatchet Annie will visit you at night to see if you were the third boy who got away. (laughs) Goosebumps. Yeah. So, lots of interesting legends to unpack here. (laughs) Yeah, Hatchet Annie reminds me of things like Bloody Mary, like the types of stories that kids tell Mm -hmm. each other and that often kind of come out at well, I guess sleepovers or sleepovers yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like anytime a bunch of kids are congregated and kind of left their own devices, yeah. these sort of stories always find a way of, of coming out. As we were like kind of researching this, I was thinking back to my camp, camp, camp days, like where I've actually <laughs> camp. camped, camp, but it's like, why on like calm, quiet nights like the sky is clear you can see the stars the trees like you can hear every rustle every twig snap why do we decide in those moments like now's a good time to tell a scary story yeah i mean (laughs) i mean i guess because it it adds to it it adds to the effect for sure and i think i think that's part of the fun of it all which which is why those types of stories Mm -hmm. come out in in these types of places but at the same time 
I'm like, I don't want to be more scared. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I think it's the same type of thing with like horror movies and why some people like them and some, some people, people don't. don't. Yeah. Um, but the mine shafts yeah. are what really interest me about this story mm-hmm. because I feel like I, like I said, you know, Hatchet Annie and all that kind of stuff, it very much reminds me of what kids tell each other when they're at these types of places. Yeah. Um, but the mine shafts is a little bit different. It's yeah. unique. It's uh, it's its own thing. Yeah. So I will tell a story. So when I was at a, a camp as a kid, so it was Camp Deer Run. It's near, I think it's near Dallas somewhere. I, I don't remember because I was such a kid and the drive like didn't make any, like time has no, like <laughs> no, you have no reference point. So I was like, I don't really know how far away it is. It from. was like it was 2020. Yeah. So far away. Like, time has no meaning. Yeah. But there was a legend uh, at camp that there was a hermit who lived near the, near camp. And obviously like this was like a Christian, true Christian camp. Like we sing like worship songs and had Devo and it was like super cute um so it's like he it wasn't like a scary thing it was more just like yeah the hermit lives outside of the camp and like sometimes we see him sometimes we don't but i remember like as a kid being like that is terrifying <laughs> like there's a man who just like lives out here like out in these cat like it just didn't make a lot of sense so so ever since then so as soon as i read this story about these campsites i was like oh okay like i i've heard stories of hermits living near campgrounds before like that's not super uncommon until i heard he like murdered and ate campers and threw them in a mine shaft yeah that was a twist that I did was not a twist see coming but the fact i think the thing that stuck out too with that is that he didn't just like come steal campers away in the middle of the night. Like he wouldn't just like find a camper who needed to go use the bathroom in the middle of the night and knock him out and steal him away. Day. It was like during the day. Like you don't have your wits about you. You're by or you're by yourself. Like just sitting by the river or doing something and like yeah. something could just come and grab you and pull you into the woods. Have you seen the show Dark? I don't think so. It's on Netflix. It's actually a German show. Oh. So it's in German, but that's good with, with with subtitles. Um, it's a really good show. Uh, And without giving away too much about it, this reminded me of it because in that show, there are mine shafts and um, there's two things about it. The mine shafts are kind of a portal to traveling in time, but also the mine shafts were a place where they enclosed nuclear waste that they were improperly disposing of. And so the question for me comes of like, why is the government closing, closing all the up. shafts and why is the government not like doing something that they said they were going to do and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff and so like it made me think about that because mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, this rings very familiar to, Ooh, to other things it inspired and so, it yeah maybe. yeah i so in our like all of our research like we're not dealing with a lot of like cold hard dates like we don't know for sure if those boys actually like I, do i believe that they found bones sure do were they like they likely human i don't know like there's not reports of that but like it does seem a little suspicious to me like the government like started buying up all this land and then like and and i wonder too like if they were involved like made to be involved because like campers were actually going missing and like to hush up families they're like we're just gonna close the camp like and we're we think your boy died of an accident and we're just going to close up the mine shafts and hush everything up. And this was almost 50 years ago now. Well, yeah. So, so that's the part that's also really interesting is like, it's been 50 years and nothing has been built there or changed there. So it's like, why, why do they hold on to that land 
for such a long time without any real right purpose or use of it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I wonder though, like if they did go through and close up all the shafts, like in the hope that if there was a malicious character living in the woods, that maybe that would encourage them to move along. Yeah. Um, or not take up shop there anymore. <laughs> I mean, there's also a more rational part of me that is thinking, you know, mine shafts are dangerous. And so yeah. it makes sense to close them, especially if it was anywhere near where kids would be. Yeah. So that that rational side of me is like, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. I still think it's weird to not then do anything beyond yeah. just close it for 50 years. But um, yeah. Yeah. Weird. The Hatchet Annie thing. I know we talked a little bit about her feeling inspired from even, like, Bloody Mary things and other kind of, like, local legends. But I I find her specifically interesting based on, like, other monsters that necessarily we have covered. Like, um, what was the one in New York? The, the pig, pig. Oh, Pigman. Pigman Road. And then the other one in Kentucky. Um, the the Creek. Yeah. Uh, the monster. Public Monster. Pope-lick. Yes. Um, so I think of, like, those stories, which sound like the names of the monster itself, sound pretty unique, like to the area. Yeah, and they have different stories based on different like locations in which the monster has been like seen or heard from, like or just like yeah. legend. And so that's why I think Hatchet Annie is interesting because her presence is seen and known in a few different campgrounds. And then while like historically, like we don't really know exactly who it's like she an was, legend. yeah, who who she was necessarily when she lived. Like yes, she could have been. The child of a Dutch settler and died a gruesome death, you know, with an axe in her neck. And that seems very specific It does. Me. But that does, you're right, you know, it does remind me of how the legend of Pigman started because there, there was the very factual train wreck and things like mm-hmm. that. But then, but then local legend really kind of went wild with it and created a whole new legend yeah. that wasn't necessarily even tied to the facts. Yes. And so it seems very much like this area may have done something similar with Hatchet Annie mm-hmm. in that like it is permeated from maybe something, from something in the area, something maybe historical or something mm-hmm. to do with the history of the location, yeah. but has become kind of its own thing through the years, through time, through young children mm-hmm. telling the story over and over and and making it part of their legend. Yeah. And the alternate storyline of Hatch and Annie being a witch in the woods whose house was burned down, I can imagine like the first people who were hiking because it seems to be like a well-known trail and then coming upon the ruins of a house that obviously has been burnt to the ground, but parts of it still stand and speculating. touching the chimney. Yeah. And feeling heat as if either the whole unit was just like on fire or like a fresh fire had just been burning in the fireplace. I would love to go. Okay. We talked about how neither of us... Well, you kind of like hiking. I don't love yeah, hiking. Yeah, I, I could dig it. Um, but I would hike to go find this this place and try and touch that chimney. I think... But I immediately think of Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah. The house in the woods. Abandoned. A witch. Oh, wait. I mean, it writes itself. Come on. But like... <laughs> but thinking of like in the, that movie, you know, the, they're all talking about how like the witch's house exists and they know it exists somewhere in the woods and just kind of building on that speculation. Right. But I, I wonder how that legend started. Of, yeah. And, and then also how they tied it in like that her name was 
Annie Hatchet. Annie, yeah. Annie, I believe Annie existed at some point in time. Whether she was a young Dutch settler who met an untimely death, or if she was a single woman living in a house in the woods, which by those standards would declare her a witch. <laughs> yeah, a, for her. some reason, she's just she lives by herself, single she turned woman. Turned me into a newt. <laughs> Oh, better. <laughs> That's essentially what we're dealing with. And, you know, say three boys go into the woods. Only one comes back from some sort of accident. He says, a witch got my yeah. friends. I mean, that's as easily how a legend can start. Oh, absolutely. Like, all it takes yeah. is one one story to, to kind of, I don't know. It's also very interesting to me. <laughs> no, it is. It's really fascinating. And I think... It's it's fun to talk about this stuff originating from a camp where mm-hmm. kids stayed because yeah. I think we've talked about this before, the way that legends are created. And I think one of the things we haven't talked about is the power that a group of children in one place together Oof. telling stories really has mm-hmm. on legends. Yeah. There are things from my childhood that still stick with me today. Yeah. Even though, even, even if they make no sense, like there is something about that type of part of your childhood. Like I yeah. remember doing, uh, the light as a feather, as stiff as a board and fully believing in that. Like, yeah. and, and those other things, like I remember one, it was like, you go into a room and somebody tells you to like, close your eyes and you see doors and it's like through what? going through hell or something. Oh my gosh. Do you not know that? It's one like, or? if you, if you close your eyes for a certain amount of time, open them, close them, open them, close them. It's like them. you go through a certain number of doors and then it's like you open your eyes and if you see the devil, like run You're... past your eyes yeah. or something. Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. And so, and those things held so much power. power. In my childhood, that I absolutely think there is something to be be said about a place like a camp full of children, and not even just children, but also adults who live there for the duration of camp. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've never been at camp, but I have many friends who have been camp goers and then camp directors and things like that. And and it is its own world. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that in itself really lends itself to creating legends mm-hmm. and giving power to, to those, those legends. legends. So I don't, what whatever kind of thing we land on, I think there is power behind those legends, whether or not it's real, that people believing in it mm-hmm. does give it power. It's almost like it doesn't matter if it's not real. <gasps> oh, yeah. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> Well, it's yes. like what we said about last about week at Antietam is that the ghosts don't care if you believe in yeah. them or not. Like, they're still going to be there. But I think that's the crazy thing and the awesome thing about legends is, like, they're going to exist. And Whether people are, or not you, you believe, believe in them. them. Yeah. I totally, I totally believe that. And it's, like, it's also a tradition yeah. of, and I think, like... I definitely fell victim to the Bloody Mary thing as a kid going to a sleepover. And I swear to this day that the mirror glowed really? red around the edges. <gasps> like, and I don't think you've ever told me that. I know. <laughs> it was like an eighth grade birthday party. And obviously we were all supposed so to I've do it. So I've never done Bloody Mary because that was one of the ones that freaked me out way too much. I believed yeah. in it way too much. Oh, I do now. Yeah. Like never, ever, 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 ever again. Never. But like we were all told, we all like dared each other that we had to do it all by ourselves. And so like all the other girls waited outside the door 
and I had, I had a bad case of being friends with mean girls when oh. I was in eighth grade. And I remember thinking that I saw the mirror go red and was trying to get out and they were holding the door so I couldn't get out. <laughs> to be fair, they did that to everybody who went in. Like if a girl started That's freaking so out and screaming. Mean. Middle school <clears throat> girls are so mean. Why were, why were we so mean? We're so mean. We're so mean. <laughs> I think I saw like a TikTok about being in middle school or something and it was like... Like all these girls, you know, it's like someone commented, like, why were we all so broken? <laughs> why were we all so broken? It's like we, it's just, it's a lot. Growing up yeah, is, is hard it is. enough. And then, and then we make it worse by adding all of these sorts of things on top of it. But I think that's why I come back to it. It's like, what is, what is so, like, obviously entertainment is yeah. one of them. We get that. That's why there's scary movies. Mm-hmm. It's why there's podcasts like ours. It's because people find it entertaining. Also power. Yeah, Me- mean kids yeah. can hold a certain amount of power over other kids by yeah. by or even not mean kids, but <clears throat> kids who need to feel validated or need to feel like they're in some sort of power, yeah, center of attention. Yeah, but I think most of these stories were probably held onto like by counselors, like oh yeah, who to passed down, yeah, and, or like. Or like older siblings and a younger sibling hears something about it and wants Tells to be the them. cool kid to tell everybody. My else. brother told me yeah. last summer, and, and that, that's yeah. when it becomes. And that's when it becomes not even just like oh this legend, but it's like my brother and his friends had this happen. They to saw them. Hatchet Annie yes, when they yeah. went swimming at night. You know, exactly. yeah. Exactly. And it, it it's captivating. It like is, as soon yeah. as as soon as you start telling, like especially with me and Aaron, like you'll notice, like if someone says, like, "Oh, something like that happened to me as a kid," we're like, "Go on, <laughs> tell us, tell us everything." <laughs> like it immediately captures our attention. Yes. Like, so, so like also shout out if you have stories like this, come tell us, <laughs> please. Um, but I think all of that kind of lends us to where we can make our verdict. I'm ready. Honestly, Honestly haunted. <laughs> I kind of knew it this yeah. time. We're, we've been like flip flopped on a few of them. Like, we have. so, like, a lot of weeks, like, one of us will take the lead on one episode yeah. or, you know, on one research, and the other one will do some research, and then we kind of meet in the middle with what we got. And, yet, and the opposite will be true for the next one. And so it seems like the ones, like, where one of us finds it, we're more inclined we to say like, it's haunted. It's so true. Because it's like, I found this as like a little idea of what, and, and I have, and I've, I've learned gr- everything, and I believe in it. I've grown it and loved it. It's yes. to a haunted tale, and I believe it's real. I think so. So you go first as, okay. as the one who thinks it's haunted. So I just based again. We always surrounded by like local legend. I have to believe like instances occur in which it's still fueled after all these years. Like that, like not just one kid in the 1950s saw Hatchet Annie when they went swimming late at night and it spooked them in a whole generation after. I believe that like Hatchet Annie has to keep popping up Mm. for people to keep telling the story. I guess I kind of think the opposite of that. Mm. And, and so for me, I think that because the legend is so permeated and like told down through generations and generations that I'm thinking about myself, I once screamed at my own reflection in <laughs> a glass door because I had just heard something scary. Yeah. So, um, so I think about the power that that type of legend can have to kids doing something they're not supposed to and maybe hearing something mm. or seeing something and automatically placing that story onto it as an explanation. Yeah. 
I see what you mean, but I guess I also just kind of see it from the other side. You say, yeah, so I get what you mean. Like, so the idea that this is a location where stories like this exist, mm-hmm. it automatically puts people on a higher on alert yeah. to expect or to see things when they're not really seeing yes. things. Yes, it's I would like agree. like they look for it. Yeah. yeah. Like anything suspicious is haunted yes. or paranormal. Yes. Yeah. I would, while I would agree with that, I would on the opposite say that like legends like that need fuel to keep going. And so I would say that like, yes. Yeah. While what you say is hundred percent accurate, that people could be feeling a heightened sense of those things. I would say that when you're in a heightened sense of those feelings, you're maybe more Aware. susceptible yeah. to them when they happen. I don't necessarily disagree either. <laughs> and I think, I think it's, I'm really on the line with this yeah. one because I think with one side of my brain, I'm like, these kids are just placing this story on things that they've experienced and don't understand, but that we maybe wouldn't, mm-hmm. um, or other people wouldn't, or are things that have explanations. But on the other side of my brain, I am remembering experiencing these types of things as a kid and like going like, no, those were real. That was real. That was real. And that so, happened. so I am very much on the fence. And so I, I think I lean a little bit more toward not, not, yeah. but, but I am definitely close to the fence. Yeah. I, I think leaning I'll, on it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For me, a lot of times, especially in the woods, obviously I've made it pretty clear. I'm not a big fan of camping. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. And I, I love, I do love like nature, not to be conflicted. Like I like being in and around nature. I just like want to make sure I can go back to a hotel in a comfy bed and I'm going to make you camp with me. <laughs> okay. I, I would do it with you, but not <laughs> anyway, not in the woods. Oh, I don't know. Well, no. mountains? Uh, well, there's woods. Mountains. I've camped on the beach before. I would absolutely camp on the beach. Yep. But for me, <laughs> I think I talked, we talked about like last week with the lighthouse, like I, I love the ocean. I like being in the water, but like there, I don't like the idea of being out in the middle of the ocean stranded. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's and it's also like the idea, like while I'm very interested in space and think it's so cool, I'm scared about the idea of being trapped. So like you also feel that space. way with, with the woods. In the woods, being out there by myself, being completely like out of my natural element. See, and I feel really peaceful in woods. Yeah, but that's why I think the story of Buck, this hermit that yeah. could cause harm. There's someone who understands the place, the place better than so you. much better than me that I would never be able to like survive or outrun them. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like my chances there against yeah. someone like that who knows what they're doing. Just like, I don't like my chances against a shark who knows what it's doing in the water compared to me. I think that's fair. <laughs> and I think that it creates such a more ominous feeling to me. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily feel like peaceful hiking through trees where I can't see anything on the other side. Yeah. Like if I'm in the mountains, I get good like viewpoints and focals like, oh, that's a landmark. I can I see where know. I'm going. I guess part of me is still waiting to meet Tuck in the woods and uh, find the fountain of youth. <laughs> Tuck everlasting. Yeah. Man, that thing did some things to my psyche. I yep. haven't quite recovered from <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think of when i think of going out into the woods going alone. to the woods <laughs> and i'm still stuck on blair witch so <laughs> two very different, <laughs> different and, that, and i think that speaks that. speaks yeah. to our verdicts for each other respectively <laughs> exactly um 
this has been so much fun. You guys, you should reach out to us and tell us if you either, if you've experienced these types of things or if there was like a local legend at your camp or in your circle of sleepovers. Whether it's church camp, church camp camp, camp camp. Like just let us know. <laughs> just let us know. It doesn't matter. We want to hear about them. And if if you guys actually do send us them, uh, you know, maybe that's an episode in the making of us sharing out your stories about urban legends and things that you guys did as kids yeah even sharing like uh on our instagram stories we want to be doing like some more stuff like that so if you guys have any cool stories we'd love to interact with you guys on instagram or facebook and as always thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week thank you as always for listening to honestly haunted please follow us on social media at honestly haunted and consider becoming a patreon supporter to help us continue to grow if you haven't already leave us a five-star review We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. What about Steve?